You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Oh my goodness, it has been such a big week. First of all, my 40th birthday was Monday. And for the first time in years, like literally five years, I woke up with a smile on my face. And the first thing that came to my mind was, it's my birthday. (laughs) If you're on my email list, you know I shared that there's been this huge life challenge meltdown pattern that has been happening the week of my birthday for like the past five years straight. So to finally be in this place where so many hard things feel behind me is something I'm so incredibly grateful for. And being at this vantage point now, I distinctly remember so many months, like feeling like I had lost my shine, wondering if I would ever get back to this place of joy and gratitude and peace, like so many stories I could share about that, but I have to share. I am so damn excited for this decade. I have started making a 50 by 50 list of all the things I want to do, experience deep and into and become. And there's just something about a whole 10 years before you where you feel like you are the wisest and most grounded version yet. That is so incredibly amazing. So alongside turning 40 and feeling so lit up about it, I just wrapped up Leap Week last week, which was so much fun watching all the ahas. The Doors to Flow accelerated my six-month program for creating your one key offer that can create a meaningful leap in your business are open for just a few more days. And then starting next week, I am fully shifting gears to the Dream Money Blueprint launch at the end of August. There's a brand new logo and all new brand being designed for it, which I cannot wait to share soon. And it feels like I'm kicking off this decade, finally pursuing a dream that hasn't necessarily been on the back burner for a few years, but I definitely have not had the bandwidth to give it what it deserves. And I know we all have those seasons, right? Those yes, but not yet seasons where we're honoring our capacity, which is our most valuable resource of all. So one of the biggest skill sets we have to develop as entrepreneurs is what I call the wisdom of when. When do we make that pivot? When do we take on that project? When do we launch that offer? The when will always ask for you to choose the best time for things to get your highest energy, focus, and attention. And some of the hardest coaching I have to do is helping my clients slide back timelines when they're pushing for it too much at one time if they truly want their businesses to feel the way they want them to feel. It is so easy to create urgency and false timelines that create that pressure and stress. I have found myself there many times, like arbitrarily pushing a tight timeline before I remembered I get to make the rules. I get to make the deadlines, right? So just as a little reminder, when you find yourself saying this has to happen by X, Y, Z date and you're stressed out, ask yourself, does it? Or can you slide it by just a week and everything will be fine, right? So just a little aside, let us get into our episode for today. So last week we started teasing apart the D in dream money, which is all around deliberate money. 
how we can be more intentional with designing our money to honor our time and energy, which can point to our offer design, our price points, and our own relationship dynamics to work and rest. We also talked about being more deliberate with our money management because without this piece, you can be making all the money in the world. But if you aren't being deliberate with what you're doing with it, then you're never going to feel rich or supported by your money, right? Or it's so easy for us to get into that place where money is moving out just as fast as it's coming in. And that's where having a consistent practice with money is so incredibly helpful and healing. So much more to share on that in future episodes as we get into more of the practical practices that support money mastery and financial stewardship. Where I want to go today, though, is moving into the R in dream money, which is all around reliable money. Now, as we talked about last week, there will be an external design that we're weaving into our business model to create reliable cash flow, but also internal beliefs and practices we'll be weaving in too. So externally, so internally. This is how it always is with money. And that's exactly what we're diving into today. So when it comes to reliable money, what we're looking to create here is money that's always on its way. The holy grail in business, my friends, are three little letters called MRR or your monthly recurring revenue. The higher this number is, the more stable we tend to feel. And our goal is to raise our monthly recurring revenue over time, which creates what I call your floor, which is the lowest monthly revenue you could anticipate throughout the year. Okay. Our goal is to gradually raise our financial floor over time. So your business is never dropping below a certain amount in any given month. So for instance, your floor might be 6K months right now, or 10K or 25K, what have you, okay? When we gradually raise the floor of our business, this is what allows us to make hiring decisions and investment decisions with the utmost confidence because we know that unless something catastrophic happens, we will always have X amount of money coming in every month, okay? The same floor principle can also be applied to our bank accounts so that our balance never drops below a certain amount. And our goal is to also raise those floors to have liquid cash, right? If we need it, but not so much so that our money isn't being best leveraged and used. And your floor for certain accounts will be different depending on the function of them. For instance, my OPEX or operational expense account that floor is super low because my monthly OPEX costs are also fairly low, right? My team account floor, however, is higher because my team costs are higher. And personally, I always want to know I have at least two months of team salaries saved just in case. And keep in mind, this is what feels best for me when creating money safety. But having at least two months of pay saved is what helped me feel ready to hire, knowing I had a floor built and trusting my business to keep earning what it needed to, to not have to dip below that floor. So knowing what floor feels safe for you is such a great place to start. And you likely have that number in your personal checking account too, that when you start to dip below a certain amount, you feel a little bit more anxious, right? You feel a little less safe. That is your nervous system telling you, I feel uncomfortable here. So just notice what that amount is for you. So many dynamics can start to show up around this clarity loan. Does your floor need to be far higher than it really needs to be to create that sense of safety? Do you often dip below your preferred floor and feel stressed every month? Is there a way for you to intentionally raise that floor over the course of a few months? Because it does not take 
very long, right, to create a floor just by paring down on random spending. And this is, of course, assuming random spending is happening. Sometimes things are just tight, tight because we cannot budget our way out of being month to month, okay? So how do we step into monthly recurring revenue that gradually raises our floor over time? Well, our first goal is to step into monthly recurring revenue for the very first time where we have months upon months of cash flow coming in. And what this is typically going to look like for most service-based businesses whom I serve is having an offer that is delivered over months and months where we can create a payment plan that extends across that time frame. Now, some would argue that this is not true monthly recurring revenue because eventually those clients will graduate from your program and new clients will need to come in, etc. A true monthly recurring revenue would be having a product or service that is ongoing, like a software, for instance. But because most of us are focused on programs, this is where we are going to start. So when I first started, I created a 12-month program that generated 12 months of recurring payments. Now, I chose 12 months for this program because of the work we were doing inside. This offer was called Wild and Holy Year, and we were really re-examining and rewriting the stories that were keeping us from more self-trust vulnerability, and bravery, which is very layered work, okay? We always want to be designing our offers around the nature of the work and what will be most supportive for our clients. Sometimes people design offers for the cash flow, which serves the business owner, but can actually create a watery experience for the client where a longer timeline isn't actually needed and there's fluff in the offer, et cetera, right? Which I am so not about that. <laughs> so when you're thinking about stepping into monthly recurring revenue for the first time, my goal is to help my clients get to at least six months of cash flow secured and coming in. Why six months? Because this will feel like a spacious amount of time to figure out your next move of not only replacing the revenue that will be moving out after those six months, but to add even more revenue on top. So does this mean that you have to have a six month offer? No, not necessarily. But it does mean if you have a 90-day offer or a four-month offer, we want to be able to see if the price point you put around that offer or your capacity for that offer, right, can cover you for at least six months. So that would mean, for instance, let's say your monthly recurring revenue needed was 10K a month. Your offer, whether it's 90 days, four months, what have you, would want to generate 60K to give you 10K for six months, all right? And during that time, you're going to figure out your next enrollment for this offer. You might also figure out another offer for your current clients to flow into. So at the end of those six months, you not only have clients renewing into a new program with you, but you also have new clients starting with you. And this is how you start to stack your offers, your enrollment cycles, and your payment plans to increase your monthly recurring revenue over time. So this comes down to your offers, the duration of your offers, your price points around them, your payment plans, your sales calendar to see how all of these things start stacking together. So in my current business model, I have a six month program that I enroll for quite regularly. So new clients are always coming in, but on the back end, I have a month to month mastermind that clients flow into that allows my monthly recurring revenue to continue growing over time. 
When my app launches, we'll be focusing on seeding our user base with our funding and founding dreamers who are business owners like you who are shifting their relationship to money, who are stepping into more earning inside their businesses, and also want to intentionally direct their money to create a more just and joyful world. And and so our first goal is to really bring those funding and founding dreamers in that are creating that foundation for monthly recurring revenue, right? From there, I'll be focused on increasing our user base throughout that first year, and then also focusing on retention. So people want to continue using the app for years and years while continuing to bring in new dreamers. This is how you stack your MRR, but it all starts with seeding monthly recurring revenue for the first time, which is the value of that first big push or that first intentional launch. Okay. So that's the strategy side of creating money. That's always on its way because you've designed it that way. And ideally you're stacking your next enrollment before your monthly recurring revenue starts to flow out. And this can definitely take some time to figure out in the beginning. It felt like I had all the time in the world, but I didn't use that time as wisely as I should have. And money was running out before new money was rolling in. And it definitely took some time to get this to a place where MRR was mostly only increasing over time. Okay. So just want to mention that the internal side of reliable money though, comes down to a few key things. So externally, so internally, right? This is how it always is with money. So the first is if we want money to always be on its way, and we've intentionally designed it that way, we also need to cultivate a few key beliefs. One, that money is always on its way to you. And more importantly, money always wants to be on its way to you, okay? When we're moving through a dry spell, we can project all kinds of things onto money. That money doesn't love us, money doesn't care about us, money is only going to other people, whatever that belief is, right? But when we shift into the belief that money is always on its way, it's always making its way to you. It allows us to be open to receiving it, and more importantly, trusting it. This is what can calm our anxiety as we stay grounded in our strategy, stay grounded in our sales conversations, stay grounded in our content, etc. One of the greatest beliefs I cultivated is that money is always seeking me out, that it cannot wait to find its way to me. Okay. It is up to me though, to create the most easeful way for it to find me and flow in. And this is where our offers come in, right? This is where where our aligned action comes in. But it's also such an empowering thought, right? The money is always on its way. It's always seeking you out. It's always searching for the quickest, most easeful, most delightful way into your world. Number two, if money is always going to be on its way, we must also believe that clients are also always on their way. In this sense, we start to cultivate the belief that clients, and especially the best clients, are always seeking us out. They are always looking for that thing, the only we have, that clients are plentiful and abundant, and they are always making their way to us. Our work is to not find clients, but to be the lighthouse for them so they can find us. This shows up in our marketing efforts for being more visible and creating content that connects with our dream people, right? Like that is our role there. When we trust the clients are reliably on their way, this shifts the voice we use in our content. It tends to be steadier, more grounded, more magnetic. It also shifts the way we hold our sales conversations because we can ground ourselves into the assumption that of course people want to work with us, right? There isn't a convincing that needs to happen, simply a conversation. 
And I also want to point you to an old episode on Wild and Holy Radio, which is episode 28, where I talk about the importance of conviction versus convincing. It's a good one. I will link to it in the show notes, okay? Number three, lastly, we need to cultivate the belief that opportunities are always on their way, okay? Especially collaborations, visibility, et cetera. Because when we cultivate this belief, we start to not only notice all the opportunities that are around us, we naturally pursue them or even create them. So if we are going to create reliable money that is always on its way, we have to believe that first of all, money is always on its way, right? It's always seeking us out. It's always trying to find its clearest, most easeful, most delightful way to us. Two, we also have to trust and believe that clients are always on their way. And lastly, that opportunities are always on their way, okay? The universe always has our back. There are so many opportunities around us. There are so many clients around us. There is so much money around us. This is what it means to really step into a more abundant mindset, right? Of plenty. There is plenty of all of these things at all times. And it's up to us to create the stream for these things to come in, but also the receptivity to see them, to notice them, to receive them. Okay. So the last part I want to touch on when it comes to reliable money is also creating more reliability inside your money relationship. So reliability in any relationship comes from repeated action that creates a level of dependability over time. This is how we build trust, right? So for instance, when a friend says that they're going to call you and then they call you, they're building a sense of reliability. Reliability is also keeping your word. It's showing up consistently. And when it comes to money, the greatest shift I ever made while I was cultivating new beliefs that money would reliably show up for me was reliably showing up for it. And this did not necessarily mean showing up in my business consistently, which of course we need to take intentional action on, but more so it was reliably meeting with my money every day for a full year. It was reliably moving money every two weeks and intentionally managing it, right? So allocating my cash consistently. It was following through on a commitment to reliably show up for my money, to meet with it, to manage it, that I started to shift into a deeper self-trust that I could be reliable with money too. This can also look like setting spending boundaries or a saving commitment that you hold yourself accountable to. It might also look like saying no to investments for a certain time frame and sticking to that, right? There's an accountability here that we're holding ourselves to. If we want money to feel reliable, there is also something within us that needs to show up reliably for our money as well. So externally, so internally, right? And this is the starting place for creating reliable money. So I would love to know what lands for you from this episode, from the strategic perspective of this, of how do we create monthly recurring revenue? How do we start stacking our cash and raising our floor to the beliefs that we need to cultivate, right? For money to always be on its way, clients to be on their way, opportunities to always be seeking us out, to reliably showing up for your money too right? And really taking charge of your side of the street when it comes to your money relationship. So send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to connect and hear what landed. Definitely share this episode too, if it resonated with someone, you know, who is deepening their relationship with money. And also, as I mentioned last week, I'm going for a big goal at the end of this month, which is raising $300,000 in capital to build my money app. So if you would like to be a part of the support team to help me spread the word, I would so, so appreciate it. 
I will be calling in 100 funding dreamers who will be purchasing my dream money blueprint, which is the profit planning tool I've developed that has helped me radically shift the way money feels, build so much more money mastery, not to mention the tool that has helped me map out my way to the business I have today. I will also be calling in 1,000 founding dreamers who are ready to get clear on their personal and meaningful revenue goals that are grounded in their needs and dreams, while also blending in the wisdom of margins. So these dreamers are not just thinking about the revenue they need to earn, but more so what that revenue is providing behind the scenes. The quicker we can start thinking about money in terms of margins versus just top line revenue, the more nuanced and holistic lens we're really bringing to our money. Okay. So all of these tools are so incredibly foundational for shifting into more money mastery. The 1000 founding dreamers are getting access to my good, better, best goals calculator. That's going to weave in all that margin wisdom. And my 100 funding dreamers are going to get the full profit planning tool where we don't just talk about goals, but we talk about how to actually map out our way to reaching that. So I am a firm believer that we cannot think our way to dream money. Y'all we need tools. We need skills. We need practices that allow us to partner with our money differently and build acumen and mastery along the way. So definitely add your name to the short form in the show notes. I so appreciate you partnering with me and getting this work out there in a bigger way. And until next time, my friends, here's to the courage to keep showing up, even when clarity is still forming, knowing, trusting, believing the next right step is always on its way. See you soon.